Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. On today's show, we're going to go to the ins and outs of the Big Ten basketball tournament with tips off. When you guys are listening, we'll tip off Wednesday evening. Uh, the first four teams will play in that one and then uh, go through Sunday uh, with so each playing each day. You guys all know how that tournament works. So we're going to go in and out uh, for the Badgers. Uh, preview the first game of who we kind of want to see. Just kind of talk through the bracket, everything like that. Um, it's, it should be exciting, you know, a few days of basketball with the Big Ten Conference, and then, of course, all the other conferences getting around uh, and getting underway. You know, some of the smaller conferences have wrapped up either today or earlier last week, uh, but the big ones all kind of tipping off around the same time. So this Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be chock full of good basketball, and if you're looking for uh, what to uh, tune into, Matt wrote up a nice uh, viewer's guide uh, for this weekend that will be uh, a great slate. So, Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing phenomenal. Ready to talk a little Badger basketball. It's it's finally getting to that time, March Madness, which I know everybody loves, and it's it's great to be able to sit down and and uh, be a couch potato and just enjoy all the good games and the upsets and root for the underdogs and uh, see kind of what happens because there's always a couple Cinderella stories. But how are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, I can't wait either. I'm just uh, excited to sit around on the couch for the next few weeks. Uh, I think there's there's going to be a lot of great games. I think the conference tournament uh, time is, is kind of underrated. Everyone loves March Madness, but to see you know every team in your conference kind of go, go to one place and square off is pretty cool to me, and I, I really think uh, this, this conference tournament time is just as special as March Madness, and I know these players uh, really want to to go out there and, and bring that home. It's a, I know uh, if for some teams, if you're already you know in the dance, it, it maybe doesn't matter. You don't have to win it. But at the same time, you know that these guys really want to, and they want to put it all on the line, and it makes it really exciting. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I'm just excited to see what the Badgers can do. They get a little off t- time, which should help them, I would think. But, you know, we've got some games here coming up relatively soon, starting up, uh, for those of you who are hearing this, um, you're probably hearing it on the 11th, so starting tonight, uh, based off of timeline. Yeah, and it'll be awesome to, uh, to get that underway. Uh, the first couple games are the lower four seeds of the tournament, but that's all right. They're still entertaining basketball uh, to watch, and uh, yeah, it should be exciting. But what do you make of, of this year's bracket? It's it, Obviously, Wisconsin got to that top four seed, which is huge, uh, along with Illinois, Michigan State, and Maryland. Uh, but the bracket is is an interesting one. I think there's some some pockets of it that you could really look at it. But what do you make of this year's tournament, and how excited do you will you think this will be with just so many strong teams uh, in the fold? Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, just the sheer depth of the conference, I know that Lenardi last time said that possibly ten teams from the Big Ten will represent uh, in the NCAA tournament. So it really tells you just how talented this and deep this group can go how many different teams could win it. You, you even got a team like Purdue, who's the 10th seed, and it, it really just barely got out of the 
um, and got the first one by, I guess. Um, and, and they're just above 500, five, hovering around there. And, and they're a team that's beaten a lot of really talented teams this year. So I, I think this is going to be fun. There's a lot of really good games. You never know how it'll be with on a neutral court. Um, usually there's less attendance. Who knows with everything that's going around uh, um, virus-wise, uh, how many people will actually be in attendance. But th- this is going to be a, a fun atmosphere. It's always cool to see because really it comes down to um, sometimes how much depth you have because the teams really, uh, you have to run a gauntlet and, and through this, and you're going to up, up against some really physical teams when you look at how many good big men there are in this conference. And the, the Badgers are set up nicely. I, I like their, their path if they can get past Michigan and Rutgers, or Michigan or Rutgers, I should say. But, but overall, there's so many talented teams in this conference. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, the, those first couple play-in games, essentially, to the main bracket with Northwestern and Minnesota and, and Nebraska and Indiana. Indiana's a team that is, is still vying for possibly being in the NCAA tournament. Some places have him in, have them in, I should say, and some places don't. Uh, so it, it just shows you that the, the team that is the 11th seed in your conference is still an NCAA tournament candidate is, is pretty impressive. So there's there's really no game where you look at I think Minnesota should handle Northwestern. Indiana should probably handle Nebraska. But once you get into that second round of games on the 12th, there's really no game where you can say this is you know a guaranteed winner that you can't uh, slack off in any way because once that uh, March 12th, those games tip off, it, it's going to be a grind and you're going to have to just really battle through. I think that'll be one of the more exciting Big Ten tournaments. Um, I know there's been years in the past where it's kind of been a, a doozy with some, uh, you know, the the leader coming in. A, a couple of years ago, Michigan made that run as, I believe, an 8 or 9 seed. But I think this year you're going to have some some crazy games going down to the wire, and it's, it's going to be great when you couple in the fact that there's a bunch of other great conferences going on as well. So it's going to be an awesome uh, four days of basketball. Yeah, no no doubt. Um, you know, how how beneficial do you think the the double buy is for the Badgers uh, now that they clinched that? And obviously the number one seed is what you want. That's usually beneficial as well. But in terms of the double buy, what did you make of that? I think it's huge. I mean, I don't. I should have looked up the statistics to see how often uh, a team with a double buy wins it because I'd have to imagine once when, since this new format came out, I would have to imagine it's been pretty uh, beneficial. I know Michigan State won it last year as a top seed. Uh, but it's huge. I mean, you get uh, essentially an extra day's rest. Uh, you get, uh, and it's not like you you get a lot of time off. Even when these games are are happening, you're you're going out there the next day. You've got to be at the gym uh, early the next day. You've got to you know go through your walkthrough. You've got to get ready for a new team. So if you're the less you're playing, the better. I mean, you get closer to that championship game, the better. So uh, I think it was huge for Wisconsin and all four teams to get that double buy. But at the same time. I think it really worked out for Wisconsin to be that number one overall seed because Michigan State and Maryland, uh, only one of them's coming out of there. And I think at the beginning of the season, if you had to pick which two teams are going to meet in the championship, it was going to be those two. Uh, and now that can't happen. So it, I think the bracket-wise, it really shook out for Wisconsin well in terms of the seeding, but also just getting that extra day or two of rest. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at uh, those two teams, and they were – they were in the preseason rankings really, really high. And Ohio State was kind of right there with them just because they had a lot of returning talent. But but you look at those those two teams, and, and they were the teams that were predicted 
to, to win the conference. It, it was Michigan State and then Maryland and then it was Ohio State, and, and rightfully so just because of what they all returned. But but I, I think the Badgers are set up really nicely based off of that tournament. Um, I think the double bye, uh, like you mentioned, it, get, it lets you get your legs right, but it also makes it for a team like Wisconsin or like Illinois or like Michigan State or like Maryland that – you don't have to have a, a game that you, you really can't benefit from. Like the Badgers aren't going to benefit from beating Michigan or Rutgers, but they could go, it could hurt them a little bit. Um, you know, you look at um, a, a team like Penn State, they're going to have a tough matchup against Indiana. Indiana's going to be fighting just to get in the tournament at this point. And, and so that would hurt Michigan State in terms of seeding and only help Indiana. So you look in – to be some of those lower seeds, you you almost benefit from playing some more because it helps you um, bolster your your resume. But you, if you're Wisconsin, you're pretty set. You're you're looking good for the NCAA tournament where you are. You want to actually have the opportunities to maybe face off against a team like Illinois or against Michigan State or Maryland to to give yourself the opportunity to really bolster your resume because th- that's what really um, makes the difference at this point because the Badgers beating a Michigan or Rutgers isn't going to necessarily sway things for for the tournament. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think if you can get to at least that second game and, and maybe at least make it to the championship game, you're going to bolster your resume because you're beating a, a a mid-tier Big Ten team in Michigan or Rutgers, but then if you win another one after that, you're beating uh, one of the four strongest teams in that conference. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, and I think that'll be uh, an interesting thing to watch for because every team in this tournament from the 11 seat up is is fighting for positioning uh, to make in that you know make that NCAA tournament. And then you've got teams like uh, Minnesota who have you know a Daniel Oturu and, and uh, you know Marcus Carr guys that can play. Where if they catch fire, they could make a run and, and steal a bid. Not saying that's going to happen, but. Every team in this conference and in this tournament has some sort of motivation, whether it be moving up or whether it be you know bursting a bubble and and stealing a bid from someone. So uh, and that's what makes it great. So I'm I'm wholeheartedly excited to see, and it'll start uh, for the Badgers uh, in a pretty interesting matchup, getting either Rutgers or Michigan. Um, who would you rather see in that uh, in that first game? Would would you rather take on? Rutgers for a third time or or meet up with Michigan for a second time? I think I'd probably rather take on Rutgers. I know, um, you know, part of that is just brand recognition most likely, but at the same time, I think Michigan has a higher caliber of athlete that you'd be going up against. They've got some guys who have been there. Um, Wisconsin was able to take care of them uh, on the road recently, but at the same time, I think you'd rather play Rutgers. I think Wisconsin can do some things against Rutgers, that um, makes some of the matchups a little tougher against Michigan. Um, Rutgers really struggles from shooting the three. Um, they're good inside um, and, and have some athletes to do that. But I think Wisconsin uh, matches up better against Rutgers than I like what they have against Michigan. Um, I mean, but really, in the end, you're getting a very similar opponent. I don't think either of those teams uh, is, is, is a slouch. You've you're got to play your A game to win that. Uh, but but if I had to choose one, I'd probably go Rutgers. What about you? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, I look at the the one matchup for Wisconsin against Michigan State. The Badgers had to score 81 points to win that game. You're not going to get uh, 81 points out of Wisconsin very often. They played really well in that game and, and only won it by seven. You know, I've, that was the Demetric Trice 28-point uh, game, and Micah Potter played ex- incredibly well. And I expect both of those guys to – 
to play well, and whoever they get, they've been playing extremely well for this last seven-game stretch. Uh, but at the same time, it still took an 81-point offensive output. It's something you're not going to get from Wisconsin too often uh, just to beat that team on the road. So ideally, you look at the, the rosters and, the, and things. Uh, Rutgers has some players, but to avoid uh, you know, Xavier Simpson, uh, Franz Wagner – played tough in that game. I think he had probably 15 to 16 points in that one. Uh, Simpson had over 30. So they've got talented guys. They've got Isaiah Livers back. It just matchup-wise, it feels like a game where you'd probably, if you were picking and he had to, had to choose, you'd want Rutgers. And additionally, Rutgers away from their home basketball court is, is a completely different team. So matchup-wise, I just think it makes more sense uh, to want to see them. But I would expect... If if I had to pick, I would expect to see them taking on Michigan in that first game. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a good guess. I mean, I know Rutgers has won their last two games, so that's kind of they've been playing better. Um, but you look look towards uh, the games before they took down Maryland and Purdue. They they lost three out of the four games prior to that. So including one to Michigan. So I, I think and uh, another previous game to Michigan earlier in that. So I think. Michigan is the more talented team. I think Michigan is playing better basketball recently. You know, they obviously lost their last one. But um, like you said, Rutgers is 18-1 and one at home. They've won only two games on the road. So th- this isn't a, a road, a true road game, but it is you're not at home. And, and it's a totally different environment. It's a totally different way to get up for it. So I, I think Michigan is the team to, to watch out for, but it wouldn't be surprising to see Rutgers there either. I think – both teams have had their kind of ups and downs this year, just like most teams in the Big Ten have. But, but yeah, I think I think if you're a Badger fan, you're you're hoping Rutgers takes care of business. Most definitely, that just seems like the more ideal matchup. But what, if it is Michigan, how do you think the Badgers kind of match up with them? Because we have only seen them once, and it was kind of an uh, outlier game where the Badgers offensively did amazing. Uh, on the defensive end, struggled a little bit, giving up 75 points. That's a little higher than their season average. But uh, how do you think that the Badgers would match up with uh, the Wolverines the second time around, and what maybe concerns you uh, about Michigan this go-around? Yeah, I mean, I think Wagner is the guy who, who you look to just because he, he's he been kind of up and down this year, but but at the same time he, he's got the talent to, to take over a game you know he's only scoring about eleven and a half points a game, but he he's got a he's a size differential at at how big he is. Um, and then, like you said, Livers is a guy who can pour it in when he's on. And um, and there's always Xavier Simpson, who who's a really talented point guard. So I think I think Wisconsin would be um, hard pressed kind of against some of the guards that uh, they have. You know, Eli Brooks missed that Badger game uh, last time, who's probably their best defender. Um, and, and best perimeter defender, so he, he'll probably be back for that game. So Wisconsin would be in a, taking on a very different team. Um, so I, I think Wisconsin would be okay. I like still like Wisconsin to, to hold their own and, and to, to get a, a win over whichever team they're going up against, but you never know. That's, that's what's made this conference just so difficult um, all year long. Yeah, and that's, what the, that's the beauty of this tournament is that uh, you're going to see – Someone in this game, you know, in this bracket is, is going to be upset. There's not just going to be uh, chalk the whole way through. That's just kind of how it goes. And uh, Michigan is is a tough team. They've they've had uh, some peaks and valleys early in the season. They were you know in the top ten and and they dropped down and then surged back up. And uh, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup. But the talent level 
at that program is is pretty strong. So I think you have to look at uh, some guys. Xavier Simpson was the the main culprit on that offensive end for for them, but they have guys that can pour it in. So uh, overall, it, I think it'll be a great game back and forth. If they uh, similar to the first one, maybe not as high scoring because you're playing at a you know an unfamiliar court and uh, you know it's a neutral game. It's a little bit different of a feel. So maybe not. Uh, scoring in the 80s for, for nearly both teams. But I would expect a tight matchup back and forth in that first one. But I, if, if I was picking, you know, going through like a March Madness bracket and picking the game, I would take Wisconsin to win that, uh, it, it, certainly in a grind out. But uh, I think they'd be able to get that uh, victory in that first game. No doubt. Let's talk about if the Badgers were to win that game against either Rutgers or Michigan. Uh, looking at the bracket, you're probably catching either an Illinois or in Iowa, I I don't see Minnesota getting through. Uh, you know, the, the Iowa's in their first game, so that would set up a four or five match between Iowa and Illinois. You likely get one of those two. That one's probably a toss up. Both teams uh, split the season series at one or one. Illinois just knocked off uh, Iowa last weekend to end the regular season. But is there a certain team if the Badgers were to advance that you would want to see? Because for me, it's you know, Iowa and Illinois are, are two games that I think back to the regular season. I think of uh, both of those games as games Wisconsin probably should have won and let themselves kind of, you know, let it get through the gap. So I personally w- would love a shot at both of them, uh, but you're only going to get one if you win that game. But is there a certain guy or a certain team that uh, you would want to see? Um, I, I'd probably rather see Iowa, personally. I think. Illinois just has um, Eo Sumu can can take over a game at that guard position. Wisconsin doesn't have uh, nearly the size or athleticism on the guard position that that he can bring to the table. Um, whereas I think the bigs of Wisconsin can hold their own against Luca Garza. You know, we saw Luca Garza do some damage. He, he dropped a, a massive double double on the Badgers, but. Wisconsin, like you said, was in that game, and that was on the road at Iowa, and and they lost by six. Um, but they had they had that game. They they they've kind of fell apart down the stretch, and that was the the first or one of the first games where they didn't have Kobe King. So that that was something. There was a lot of transition happening around there. Whereas the Illinois game, they lost that at home, and that was another one where they had it. Um, and you saw just a player take over a game in Ayo Um So I think I think I would personally rather take on Iowa. I understand wanting to see either one of them. Um, and, and I think, really, you're going to be going up against a really talented team either way. It's not like um, one's going to be better than the other because of this specific matchup um, in my mind. But I do like the Badgers' bigs to be able to handle um, Garza better than I like the guards, the the three to four guards that um, Illinois can throw at you, and what they can do because they've got a big in Kofi Coburn who who can who can eat inside, but then you've got guys like um, Feliz, Frazier, Griffin, and Desumu who all um, you know are averaging over eight and a half points and can can score and and be lights out on any given night. So um, I I would rather personally play Iowa if you get your get your uh, pick. Yeah, I would agree with you. Illinois is a team that uh, is, is playing pretty well. I know they lost uh, one of their last contests to Ohio State. Uh, but before that, they had, they had rattled off uh, a few wins in a row, so uh, both at home and on the road. And I, I think they're a team that is, is playing pretty well right now, and they've got uh, the guys at every position, uh, especially you know guard-heavy, like you mentioned, with Ao and Frazier. Those guys are extremely talented. 
and I think Coburn really could you know bring some matchup nightmares with that inside out game between the strong guards and the strong forwards. I think Iowa, uh, who's also you know, struggled of late and not really playing their best basketball uh, down this final stretch here, has had some some growing pains. They've battled through, of course, injury all season long, but. Uh, I, I think matchup wise, if you if you're looking at it, then you've you've got to take on Luca Garza, yes, uh, the play the conference's you know top player this season. But outside of that, I think you can handle like you said a matchup with Garza a little bit better than you can match up uh, you know uh, with Frazier and Desumu and, and Coburn and, and those guys off the bench. And also Illinois is just is the hotter team right now. So if you can get the team that's cooler. I know things change and shift over the course of the final two weeks of the season, but right now Illinois is playing pretty great, uh, as is Wisconsin, and, and Iowa's kind of struggling. So matchup-wise, I think you just got to go based on that, that you'd, you'd want the Hawkeyes in that uh, second game. Let's talk about uh, the, the other side of the bracket a little bit. Uh, the bottom two seeds of the tournament are, or I guess I just said the second and third seed are Michigan and Maryland, they're the odds-on favorite to win the tournament. Uh, I think they're both tied at, at plus 350 uh, to win that, but only one of them can. And again, I think it sets up pretty well for the Badgers. But who do you who do you think uh, would be coming out from that side, and who do you think you'd be maybe meeting up with uh, if you were Wisconsin in that uh, Big Ten tournament title game? Yeah, I, I think that game that is actually going to get to Michigan State and Maryland. I think those two teams are, are going to be strong enough to to match up with one another. And and I like Michigan State, man. They're playing some good basketball. Um, it pains me to say it, but th- this is just what they do in terms of March. Um, you look at kind of the the run that they've made here. They they had a rough stretch in February where they lost, um, you know, four or five games. But then they they have since just gone ape you know what winning games you look at their their last uh six wins they've won six to six to seven including at illinois i mean beating nebraska on the road it's nothing like really to hang your head on but then they beat iowa they won at maryland at penn state and home against ohio state that is that is uh really impressive especially when you you put together that um five of those six teams are ranked they they've really just played extremely well they're winning the games that they kind of came into the season expecting to win um, to claim a share of the the title, and they're they're the team who's playing the, the best basketball alongside Wisconsin, winning five straight. Um, Wisconsin was won eight straight, so I think it'd be really cool to see those two uh, tip off again in their third uh, iteration of that rivalry. Yeah, it's hard to bet against uh, a Michigan State team in March, and they've been uh, playing really well the, the latter half of February. And into this month, you, you mentioned their winning streak. And also they've got, of course, a, a great postseason coach in Tom Izzo. You can't deny how brilliant he is in, in getting those teams to, even when he's got a, a team that's maybe considered down, even this year they were talking about Michigan State being down, you still expect that team to, to make a run in the Big Ten tournament and, and probably uh, win three or four games and maybe make a Final Four run uh in the NCAA tournament, because that's just what Michigan State does. We've seen it so many times over the last decade. Uh, but also roster-wise, they've got you know the preseason player of the year in Cassius Winston. He, he he maybe didn't play as well as he expected, but he was still um, an All Big Ten player, so you know first teamer. So he maybe he had a little bit down season in his eyes, but uh, he still played really well. And then you've got Xavier Tillman, who's who's been on a tear as well. So 
I I would expect uh, th- that Michigan State team to come out if the Badgers were to make that uh, championship game. I I agree. It'd be awesome to see a rubber match uh, between those two on a neutral floor. I think uh, matchup wise, it would it would be excellent to watch. We we've seen it twice already, but the Kohl Center and home for Michigan State makes the game a completely different animal. So when you take that. Uh, neutral site and add that phase into it I think it would be a really even game and it would be incredibly fun to watch and overall I think those have probably been the best two teams in the conference with Wisconsin's play of late so to see that and crown a champion uh, for that game would be pretty special. Yeah for sure um, is there a team that you think is kind of like a dark horse to come out of that bottom half of the bracket that maybe isn't Michigan State or Maryland who are who are the proverbial favorites at this point? I want to say yes as as a devil's advocate, uh, but to be honest with you, <laughs> no, I don't see it. Um, I think I think that Penn State team. I've I've said it uh, oftentimes. I think they're uh, a group of frauds. Uh, not to be mean to Penn State, uh, not not that they deserve it, but I just have not bought into them all season long. Uh, I know they had a, a couple good stretches, but they've they've had some brutal games, especially of late that they've blown leads. Never really bought into them and. Ohio State for me is, is kind of the same way. They they've had ups and downs. They were great early in the season, but they've they've kind of been just up and down and having a couple game win streaks and then faltering over the course of the Big Ten. Uh, you know the latter half of the schedule. So I don't really see either of those two. Uh, I don't know if if Purdue has enough to make a run. I know they've got some size and they've got some players that maybe you cause some some nightmare issues uh, in terms of matchups and then. Indiana, unless they completely caught fire, I don't see them. So I think it's going to be hard to have a team get out of uh, out of that bottom half that isn't Michigan State or Maryland. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be tough, but I actually think Ohio State is the team that could do it. I think if anybody is going to, going to come out of this tournament and not be one of the top four seeds, I think it's going to be Ohio State. I think they're a team who, who has a lot of weapons and a team that has been playing really good basketball lately. They've won nine of their last 12. Um, you know, they lost at Wisconsin, at Iowa, and at Michigan State. That's 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 no slouches to go at, into other police, people's arenas and lose. But then you also look at them, and, and they've rattled off wins versus Indiana, Michigan, um, uh, winning against Maryland, beating Michigan again, being Illinois. Um, so they're a team that can, can – Hang with anybody. They have the talent to do it. I don't know if if they're necessarily going to be able to do it. They've got um, eight guys who who score over six and a half points a game in their rotation, so they have the depth that uh, usually you turn to in the Big Ten tournament because you got to have fresh legs. If if you're going to make it from not having that double buy, they'd they'd be the type of team that could do it just because of the sheer amount of depth that they have, and as well as um, just they do it similar to Wisconsin in that it's not necessarily one dude. Um, Caleb Weston is a guy who can, who can do it. He's a monster inside, um, kind of bully balls around. But they've gotten enough guys that can go get hot on a given night and, and make things happen. So uh, I, I don't disagree that it's going to be tough for a team to do it, but I think if somebody's going to, it would be Ohio State who might just get hot at the right time. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you talked about the depth, which really helps in March. That's one concern. That if there's a Badgers fans concern, thankfully they did get the double buy. But you only have really uh, it, it, you rotate in maybe six, seven, eight guys. But really, you're you're really only going six deep on a lot of games. So uh, that that double buy plays important unless you you've got the depth like Ohio State. So 
Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. If there was one, uh, I think they would be the guys because, again, I just I don't buy that Penn State team. Uh, and uh, I think Ohio State is pretty well coached. And so I think if one of those two can, can pull an upset and, and knock off Michigan State, they, they played them tough uh, this past weekend. Ohio State did play Michigan State pretty well, just couldn't get enough buckets to fall in their second half in that game. So I, I'm sure they're hungry for another shot, and, and they've really struggled. They they lost to Michigan State and Maryland on the season, but I, I'm sure they're looking for that revenge uh, to get uh, back to that game and, and maybe make a run. It, it's certainly possible. Uh, let's do uh, a long shot hypothetical. I know – uh, I, I don't really buy into any of the, the four teams that are playing Wednesday night, uh, but is there a team uh, in those first four teams, uh, I believe uh, Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, and I'm blanking on the fourth one. Um, Northwestern, Nebraska, Indiana, and Minnesota. Right, right. I forgot about Nebraska. Our whole hearty neighbors out Who there. Who needs Nebraska, um, man? They, they suck <laughs> at basketball. Exactly. I don't see uh, I don't see them or Northwestern, so maybe it's just a two uh, prong question. But is there a team that maybe maybe they don't make a run and win the tournament? But is is there a team that you think from those first four uh, that could win a couple games and and really muck up this tournament bracket from what we're kind of expecting? I think both Indiana and Minnesota could do it. I mean, so Indi- Indiana I think doesn't necessarily have the the key pieces to do it. I think they're a team that uh, has hung their hat quite literally, on their initial start. They had just, like, the easiest opening schedule of all time. I mean, they were beaten up on teams like Portland State, where it's like, congratulations. Um, whereas um, you look at some of the other teams, they've had some some rockier um, and tougher opponents to go up against. So I think Indiana is a team they're going to be playing for the most uh, in this entire tournament just because they probably need a win or two and to, to ensure a spot in the tournament. But I think Minnesota has the horses to do it just because you you alluded to Marcus Carr, what he can bring. Um, you know, he's a quick cutter, really good guard who can um, can force tempo, can really make some things happen. And they, they do do a good job with the two-man game using him and Daniel Aturu, who, I mean, Daniel Aturu, I, I thought got snubbed kind of in, in some of the honors. Um, you know, he was second team in, in, I can't remember if it was the coaches or the media, but he was a second team in one of them. And, I mean, the the dude's really good. He's he's a, a guy who could have won Defensive Player of the Year um, as well. I know he he um, was on the defensive team, but I mean, he he's a really talented player who is a force inside. So they have that two man game, and all it takes is a guard or a one guy that you know, hey, can get really hot. And and Minnesota has that. I don't necessarily think Indiana has the the players to to really um, exploit and and make a deep run. But you never know. They're they've I expect them to beat Nebraska, and you never know against Penn State. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Minnesota just has has the more talented team out of those four. I know Indiana will really need at least one. You probably need two wins if you're in their situation. I know it depends on which bracketologist you ask, uh, but Indiana is that team that is is literally on the cut line or or just off. They're they're really close to that, so they're going to need two wins. And you know, in, as these conference tournaments go. There's going to be a team that steals a bit and shrinks that bubble. So if you're Indiana, you want to, you need to win as many as possible uh, to try and make that jump. But uh, you, I think you hit the, hit the nail on the head with Carr and Oturu. Uh, those guys, if they get hot, if they play well, they possess uh, a, a tough matchup for other teams. So 
I don't expect them to, but uh, they do have the more talented team, I think, and also they're on, I believe, the more favorable side of the bracket. I know it, that's that's kind of a dig at Wisconsin, but that other side of the bracket is, is Michigan State and Maryland, who've been pretty good all year at teams that I don't think uh, you know Indiana can knock off. So I would have to pick uh, the Gophers as well. And uh, sorry, Wildcats and Husker fans, I don't think anyone on this podcast is uh, buying into, especially since I couldn't even – I uh, recall Fred Hoiberg and company <laughs> coming into that question. So yeah, no, I mean those those two teams are. are I, I'm not I'm not thinking anything about what they're going to bring to the table, uh, especially Nebraska. They've they lost both their matchups with Northwestern this year, and Northwestern, frankly, is really bad. It's on the football season uh, for the Huskers because we know that they always. Uh, achieve what they expect in that too and uh same for northwestern they've they've got uh, some down years in, in the football realm as well all right let's uh let's do some maybe some predictions i, I was going to ask if you had a hundred dollars of free bets uh, who would you bet on to win this tournament it can you could split it up you can take one team and ride or die with them but which team uh, would you put your hard-earned cash on if uh if you had to pick one winner um, first, before we even get to that, did you, like, the odds out, out there, like, we know, I know you, had, we had talked about Michigan State and Maryland, I think they're, like, at the plus 300 range, is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. kind of what you've seen? But then Yeah, I think you, they're plus 350. Yeah, and, and, but then you see, like, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Illinois, Rutgers are all above Wisconsin, did you see that? I did not see that, I was that is, my betting pre- <laughs> That's what I, according to um, what I'm looking at right now. So, I mean, if, if you look at simply the path to get there, you, mm-hmm. you know, usually it's, it's just, it's no different than Clemson. Like if you're going to pick a team to win the national championship and you're going to bet, bet Clemson because they have the easiest way to get to the playoff. And then, and then it's a, anybody's guess from there. Uh, the Badgers have the easier side to get through. Um, and, and so the Badgers, according to, according to the side I'm looking at right now, are plus 1,200. Is that kind of what you saw? Yeah, I've seen it all over the place. That's the crazy thing about this Big Ten tournament is depending on the site that you look at, uh, you know, one had Michigan at plus 600, one had Michigan at plus 1,200. So it all depends on, on where you're at. But, uh, yeah, I could, see, I could see a whole range where you could have a bunch of different teams, and it all kind of depends on what site you're looking at. So I would be funneling $100, especially if I know it's not coming back to bite me, on Wisconsin at plus 1,200 because that's that's silly for the number one seed who has, frankly, probably the easiest path because they don't have to take on Michigan State or Maryland, two of the better teams in the conference who also shared the, the conference championship. I, I'd be going with Wisconsin. They're, they're hot. Um, I know that's kind of a homer pick, but it's really not because I think Wisconsin's going to win the Big Ten tournament. To be perfectly honest, I don't. Uh, I think I, I could see anyone in the top five winning it. Um, but for real, plus 1,200 is serious shillings that you can make uh, just by betting the favorite. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I would agree with you. If you can get – and really, like I said, it depends on what odds you get because it is all over the place. So if you are look, if you are actually looking to bet something, make sure you shop around and, and if you have access to multiple outlets because it is all over the place. And that speaks to, again, the depth of this conference and what you think of each team. Um, I like that pick, but I also – I really like um, – yeah, and this is just me talking out loud to figure out my bets because I was writing my betting preview earlier and went back and forth on a few – uh, but I had Illinois at plus 1,400. I think if you're going to take a long shot 
with with that big odds, you're going to want to take a, a team from that upper bracket. Doesn't make sense. And then if you were, it, what I'll probably do is is take a long shot on Illinois uh, and maybe hedge with with Michigan State because for me. I, I I think Michigan State's going to win it, so I'm going to maybe hedge my bet and then take a long shot with somebody else. And I think Illinois matchup wise could uh, could possess some trouble for teams. And, and if they pull off an upset, I don't want them. I don't want it to happen. So I'll be happily to you know maybe throw a little money on Wisconsin in case both blow up. But uh, I I would take Illinois at, at plus fourteen hundred and then maybe uh, hedge it with Michigan State. But really. Any team could win, and if you feel strongly about it, you got to feel pretty good because it's it's a deep tournament. But uh, odds are all over the place, and the team can get hot at any time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's such a crap shoot this year, just because there are so many talented teams. When you have ten teams going to the NCAA tournament, that tells you that there's ten teams that they think are in the top 64, 68 of the nation. So it's it's a really deep conference. And I think no matter what you're betting, the field's going to be the the better chance uh, uh, in this one. So I, I would I would bet Wisconsin just because of the crazy odds that they're giving, um, and that the fact that they're in the upper set half of the bracket. Yeah, that upper half is is definitely the the more ideal path. All right, let's let's get down to brass tacks here. Who do you have as uh, your final game matchup, and uh, who do you have winning this thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the bottom half is going to be either Michigan State or Maryland, and I like Wisconsin um, to face off against Illinois. I think I think it's fairly chalky uh, in the end, just because I think some of the matchups actually present themselves nicely for that to happen. Um, so I I think I think it'll be Wisconsin and Michigan State, and um, I think I think uh, Michigan State will be up for blood after. The, the Badgers took care of business at the Kohl Center the way they did. Um, and I think Michigan State on a neutral court, they'll have a little extra um, if, I mean, hell, if people are even able to be in the in the field house, um, I think Michigan State will have a big fo- following because it's close to home for them, a little closer than what it is for Madison. So I would go with Michigan State. Pains my, my heart to say it, but I think Wisconsin getting to the, the finals would be uh, – would be a big big victory because that would would definitely help you to to add to your resume that hey you got to the finals you got a big win over Illinois um, or Iowa who are who are ranked teams. Yeah, I would agree with you. I if I was filling out a bracket for say a pool, I would have Wisconsin uh, meeting up with Michigan State and losing. I, I think that most sensible Big Ten fans will simply because it's hard to bet against Michigan State in March. Most of the times, if you do that, you end, end up, you know, losing out on whatever you're you're betting that way. So I would agree. I think Wisconsin, if they were able to make that uh, Sunday championship game, it would be a huge resume booster. Uh, probably locks them in at a four seed if they if they won a couple games. I think it basically redeems that Illinois loss and gets you another good win over a, a Michigan or a Rutgers. And if you you play a tight game and lose to Michigan State, yeah. You don't want to see that happen as Badger fans, but wouldn't be the worst. And I think it would set the Badgers up nicely. So uh, now that we say that uh, we're, we're kind of in agreement on Michigan State and Wisconsin, it'll end up being Rutgers and uh, Penn State squaring off the final because there's no way we we can both be exactly right. No, we're dumb. So there's no <laughs> there's no way that that's happening. So um, go out and bet your money that it's going to be Illinois and Maryland right now. There you go. 
There you go. Um, you know, you sent uh, you messaged me uh, about this uh, Nebraska basketball thing. So we'll end it with a uh, a creative question. Uh, Nebraska added two uh, football players to their roster uh, for Wednesday's first game against Indiana. Uh, Brant Brant Banks and Noah Verdal. Never seen anything like that. So kind of a fun hypothetical. But if you were picking guys uh, from Wisconsin's football team to to join Trice and Potter and company, what uh, guys would you maybe be looking at to to join the team? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just – honestly just ridiculous it tells you exactly where Nebraska basketball is right now that they've really struggled with that Um, I think you know unfortunately Caden Johnson isn't on the roster yet otherwise he's the guy that um, has shown that he's got some uh, strong hoops background Um, and and there obviously is a lot of really talented players that have played basketball multi-sport athletes um, uh, a plenty on the Wisconsin roster but um, just for the sheer fun of it I want to see uh, John Chanel out there just running around, um, or Leo Chanel. I think either either one of the Chanel brothers just going out there and just seeing what they could do, give them five fouls and uh, try to get them dirty. I know they're only like 6'2", but 6'2", 250, trying to guard, you know, a guy like Marcus Carr would be hella fun. And, um, you know, you might see them tackle someone. Um, and then, you know, Isaiah Green May at 6'6", six, six is is – is definitely something that would be um, good to see. But I think you got to go with um, try to bit, get as big of a guy as you can that's going to be able to give you some minutes inside. Wisconsin doesn't have a lot of depth um, at the um, at the forward position. So maybe, I mean, Quintus Cephas, if, if you still count him on the roster, um, but it's just because of his bath, background. But I think I would end up going with Isaiah Loudermilk, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, three bills. Um, put him on Kobe Coburn, and he's got three, three to four fouls in in a few minutes, and and just let him uh, muddy up the waters in in the post. Yeah, you need some size in there. I like all those picks. I can't imagine the Chanel brothers. I I, I don't know their basketball <laughs> uh, skill pool, but I have to imagine it'd be a, a little bit of a hack fest with those two out there. Maybe if you need to, to give some fouls a late in the half or late in the game, you send uh, one of those two guys in. Um, but I, I like the Sivas pick. That was one that I wrote down simply because uh, if he was if he was on the roster, he's one of the most crazy uh, athletes that Wisconsin has. Maybe not uh, speed wise. I know he's going to look to uh, run a better forty time in tomorrow or today when you're listening to his combine. But athletic wise, Sivas is right up there with everybody. So I think that would be a good pick. And uh, I'm sure there's somebody on the roster that is maybe doesn't look like one, but is probably. Uh, a pretty good hooper in pickup games, so I'd be interested to maybe dig up some info and find out uh, who's uh, the star of the intramural or pickup basketball games for Wisconsin football. But it, it's a pretty crazy story for Nebraska, like you said. That's kind of where Nebraska basketball is right now, but uh, pretty funny to see in the biggest tournament of the season, uh, in the biggest moments, two guys are essentially probably got a text and said, "Hey, you wanna you wanna come to Indianapolis and uh, play some basketball? You're you're gonna probably play only one game, so uh, come for the experience, I guess." <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and another guy uh, just for um, you know giggles, I guess, uh, is Jim Leonard. Throw him out there. I mean, you you remember back in the day, he could really show off some hops at five eight. Um, maybe just to see what he could do his warm ups to see if he can still dunk. I think that would be. Uh, fun to see um, uh, come tournament game. 
There you have it. Uh, the, the defensive coordinator is joining the uh, roster and he's going to be worked into that uh, eighth, ninth man role, uh, Jimmy Leonard. Uh, pretty crazy story, but uh, something we wanted to touch on and, and have a little fun at the end of the episode. So thank you guys for listening. I know the schedule-wise, uh, this is our second episode out a little bit earlier, but we wanted to give you a full preview before the tournament tips off. Uh, so hopefully some of our uh, predictions and, and our talking points hold uh, pat. Hopefully Wisconsin doesn't get upset in the first round so we don't have to go back and, and revisit uh, anything too painful. But uh, enjoy the tournament, guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back uh, next week to recap the tournament. Hopefully it's a Badgers win at least a couple games, and then we'll, of course, get into who they, who they drew in the NCAA tournament because that's going to be the next step in the process is Selection Sunday and that and plenty to talk about once that gets going. So thank you guys for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.